0: Hello everybody. Well, this is Christopher Times with Body, Mind, Spirit Podcast. And today we want to talk about for a moment or two trauma. The trauma brain. We want to talk about that. My last podcast was on trauma and this podcast is on trauma and I wanted to, excuse me, talk about it again because of all of the mass shootings that happened literally just over the weekend. And I'll bring in that too because that's important. Um, You know, when you're dealing with trauma, right? Uh lots of things can happen. Okay. Um lots of things can happen. You know, you can have trauma from uh almost getting hit and killed in a car accident. You can get trauma by uh having a really horrible experience. You know, maybe you got mugged or beat up. Uh Maybe you got raped. Maybe you got robbed. Right? Um, maybe your house got burglarized. You know? Uh, you know, so many things can happen to pr- produce trauma in your life. Okay? Um, just so many things. But the one key factor in creating PTSD right, is it has to be a life-threatening event. It has to be something that's so incredible that your brain develops a short in it, right? And let me explain that a little bit. So... When the, the brain is, is created to have defense mechanisms built into it. So think about a computer with antivirus software running all the time, right? That antivirus software, it's meant to do one thing, and that's to protect the computer system, right, from viruses, to keep it safe. Okay, so the brain has a similar program, I'm going to call it, running in it. It's something you cannot control. It's something that's built into every human being. Why? Because that particular program response, defense mechanism that's in your brain, that's in everybody's brain, laying dormant, when you experience a traumatic event, what that brain is going to do is it is going to trigger that, that response system to protect, your, to protect you from being killed. That's what it's for. Um, everybody's brain is wired the same way if the brain experiences something that would possibly kill it, then the brain is going to prioritize that experience. It's going to make that experience a number one priority. Let me explain what I mean by that. So when you're dealing with something that might kill you. The brain is going to take a note of that. And it's not going to just take a note of it like any other thing. It's going to make it priority number 1. So to keep that thing from happening ever again, right? So it's going to it's going to uh, make you very avoidant. So write that down. It's going to make you that uh, very avoidant, which means that you're going to avoid any situation that even looks, smells, or feels like the one that almost killed you. So write that down. Looks, with the eye, right? Feels. That's usually in the gut, okay. Or 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 or, or sounds like or what you hear. Um. Just gonna avoid anything that looks, feels, and sounds like what happened when you almost got kill. Okay. Now that's going to be very important to just keep in your mind because we're going to come back to that. Um, let me just say that, that, that filing is going to be number one in your brain. It's like, uh, being, it's, it, it, the brain files things away in a certain particular order, just like a computer. But far better than a computer, far more efficient than a computer. And the things that don't matter so much, you know, like, you know, things that you do every day that doesn't really cause any type of excitement in your life, those things are going to be filed, let's say, on the bottom shelf of the file cabinet, okay? Just stuck back there. And the things that happen more important to you than the mundane routine things, they're going to be filed in the, you know, the file drawer just above the routine stuff, okay? And it goes, and so on and so on. That's how the brain works. But the top filing shelf, the, fi- the top cabinet on the filing shelf, That's reserved for the critical stuff, the stuff that almost killed you, that stuff, right? Be it a rape, be it somebody beating the hell out of you, be it a dog chasing you down the street, be it, oh, you almost drowned, you know, whatever it is. And so it's going to file that top shelf first file. That's going to be the most important thing, according to the brain, that it needs to pay attention to, okay? And so how PTSD works is, you know, you're dealing with a trauma response. I almost got killed. I'll never let this happen to me again. Let me file it at the top shelf, top drawer, number one file, and oh, by the way, Going back to this being avoidant thing, all of a sudden, you're paying close attention to how things look around you, okay? You're paying real close attention. Well, your brain records everything from birth to death, whether you know it or not, whether you remember it or not, you literally remember everything that happened during your life it gets filed away, okay? Now, your ability to recall those things that are filed away, that's a whole nother matter, okay? Sometimes files get lost, (laughs) right? Just like in a computer, but they're there. They're somewhere there, filed away in your brain, somewhere, okay? Uh, And sometimes the defense systems Of the brain will prohibit you from recalling that information because it's trying to protect you from what trauma okay I don't want to think about what happened I don't want to talk about what happened the worst case scenario I'm gonna make sure that I don't remember anything about it and it seals it off okay and let's just say it 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 puts it in a red file, files it, and then stamp on there sealed no access okay that's what the brain does to that traumatic memory and so if you think about what happens to people, you know at a certain time in their life, they have flashbacks. well what those flashbacks are are these fouled away sealed off files, these red files that are in your brain, right? You can say that those files are labeled top secret sealed off. It's because the brain doesn't want to deal with that, okay? Remember, the brain's trying to protect you, okay? And so it will go to the extremes and you'll forget all about that memory. You you'll even have no memory of it at all. Even if somebody brings it up to you, you'd be looking at them strange like that never happened to me. What are you talking about, Willis? Yeah. That's how you respond. You won't, or you know, or you'll run away from that person that's trying to tell you something that happened to you that is horrible, and you will get away from because you don't want to deal with it. You don't wanna hear about it. Okay? You don't wanna feel the emotions that you felt when you had that experience. Okay? You don't want to you don't want to look at it, you want nothing. That's a defense system. Okay? And so when that system, that part of the system fails, that defense system, that forgetting piece. And when that starts to break down and for some reason, it does break down, then you do remember that terror right there will cause you to have post-traumatic stress disorder, which means that now all you think about is that that almost killed me. And what happens is that brain or that memory, it literally short-circuits in your mind. Right? The the uh the uh uh parts of your memory what memory where that's encoded in your brain literally shorts out. Think of a think of a think of a a grassy field, right? A well mown lawn. And think if you walk the same path every day on that lawn, the same path, what's gonna happen? You're gonna Wear the grass down and it's going to be just a dirt trail. And good luck getting that grass to grow back. Most times it doesn't. Right? Well, guess what happens to your brain with PTSD? The exact same thing. That trauma, that short circuit in your brain, wears a groove in your brain, a real groove. Okay? And so whenever something comes up that looks like the trauma that you had, the life-threatening trauma that you had, if it sounds like it, or if it smells, with your nostrils smells like it, you immediately go into that trauma response. It's an automatic response. And it's felt in body, and it's in the mind your mind starts racing, you start to see danger everywhere, you're in full panic mode. okay? Your heart might start beating out of your chest, you know, you might start perspiring, you know, uncontrollably, and just the list goes on. Why is all that happening? It's because you're now reliving that event, you see, yeah. PTSD really doesn't have a time clock, okay guys? It doesn't have a time clock. When it hits, when it kicks on, it's on. It's all the way on. All right? And that's a big problem because it tends to consume you. Right? That panic mode, no fun. It will consume you and you you know the really bad thing about it is, is because that event or those events in your life that were encoded, filed away in the red file, put on the top shelf, sealed and stamped, right? No entry. You can't see this. Top secret. When that comes out to consciousness, even, then all of a sudden, now your your, your brain has to try to deal with that. The defense systems will kick in. So you have the flashbacks, the night sweats, the night terrors. All this stuff, the nightmares, things trying to break through the surface, okay? Uh and that's what all that stuff is. And it is it is very difficult to cope with it. Let's talk about uh alcohol and drugs. People tend to try to cope with that. Those symptoms through what I call maladaptive coping mechanisms. And that's, let me smoke a joint, let me drink this vodka or whatever this is I got here, this rum or bourbon or whatever, or this beer, whatever it is, you know. Um, Wine, let me drink copious amounts of wine, you know, drown my sorrows. That's where all that comes from. And so, but people want to deal with those trauma uh, with these artificial substances that will try to mask the trauma. But the problem is it doesn't do anything but make more problems and get you addicted and all that. There are other people who try to mask the trauma through let's turn into workaholics, so let me work all the time, right? I don't have time to do anything else in my life but work, period. That's one way of not dealing with the trauma. I'm distracting myself. Why? Because I've got some stuff that I don't want to talk about ever to anybody. I got some stuff that scares the hell out of me that I want to deal with. And so let me distract myself. Let me work. Let me become a workaholic. Right? Uh, Another trauma response is, you know, I forgot to write this down, but sex. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, sex. That's a big deal, right? Uh, sex. Let me become a sex addict. People use sex. A false sense of in- intimacy. Why? Because they they use it to cope maladaptively with what bad stuff they're, that they're trying to deal with or trying not to deal with. that's better. Trying not to deal with it. And so what they do is they'll use sex. Some people reenact their sexual traumas by having much more sex. Sex with strangers, just anybody will do. And that's the absolute truth. Uh, You know, women do it, men do it, right? Um, And the whole point is now this sounds interesting. By them becoming, I'm going to say, you know, hypersexual. Um, that's a way for the brain to try to work out the trauma. See, that's the way the brain tries to work out the trauma, and they work it out or the attempt is to work out the trauma through sex because they were hurt in that particular manner, right? And so because of that violation and because of that trauma, they don't talk about it, right? Speech. Remember, the speech is a trigger. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to listen to anybody tell me about that. But guess what? I can act it out. Hmm. I can act it out. I can act out my trauma. Let me have as much sex as I can. That's what it is. Let me have as much sex as I can. And it doesn't matter who it is with right the point is there's something about acting out trauma that's a way that the body and the mind tries to reconcile the the trauma okay and it tries to reconcile what happened to you what happened to me well you can't talk about the trauma because you're traumatized You got PTSD, so guess what? You literally speak. The body's going to speak. One way or the other, okay? So if you can't verbalize it, guess what you're going to do? You're going to act it out, because that's safe. You can safely act out. Daddy touched me, mommy touched me, had sex with me, my neighbor, my uncle, my best friend, or whoever right? You can act that out and that's safe. That's how your brain works. That's safe. And so you do that over and over and over again. Not because you just got to have it. No, it's because your brain is feverishly trying to work out the problem, i.e. why did this happen to me? And so because it's trying to work it out. It, it 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 has you, a trauma response has you engage in all this sexual activity. That's what's going on. Some people get into porn. Some people get into prostitution. Some people become porn stars. You with me? Some people um, are just in the sex industry, right? Um, some people just go bar hopping okay you know um, yeah it's all the same because they're trying to work out the trauma why did this happen to me and so that rehearsal with all these people okay um, it's maladaptive it's a maladaptive coping skill because it has so many bad effects you know uh, doing that. You can catch all kinds of diseases. You can get killed doing that. You know, it's lots of bad things can happen. But you're trying to work out this stuff in a particular way. Um, Gambling is another one. Stealing is another one. Maladaptive. You might develop OCD. You might develop other compulsive behaviors. It's, it's, all the same stuff. And this how the body's trying to deal with something. Okay? Something very unpleasant. Life-threatening. Right? Something the brain considers extremely dangerous. This can't happen to me no more. And so you go into these iterations. Right? And so that's kind of some of the stuff on the PTSD some of the stuff on, you know, what, what it might look like, right? Uh, you deal with the fight, flight, freeze piece. Um, you know, when people are terrified, they tend to try to fight, duke it out, use their fists, right? Uh, if that, if, that, if they don't feel like they can duke it out, fight it out, then they tend to run, like physically run away from it. But if a person doesn't feel like they can do the first two, they're definitely going to do the third, and that's to freeze. You ever heard people say that I just froze, I couldn't do anything? When they're being molested, when they're being accosted, when they're almost, you know, going to lose their life. People freeze. The reason why is because that's the body's way of saying, I surrender to what's about to happen to me. That's a defense mechanism. That's like the extreme. But it happens, and it happens to a lot of people, right? I'm going to just surrender my life to this thing, right? This event. And that's called freezing. It happens. So, you know, those are the big things. Um and we're going to get into how do you treat this stuff? How do you get better? And you can get better, okay? Don't let anybody ever tell you otherwise. Uh, but reiterate this, your brain's inability to effectively cope and process traumatic, traumatic events. That's what the PTSD is, okay? Um, and And so you relive the trauma over and over again. Like a little, you know, like a train on a track that can't get off the track. Same little groove all the time. Um, but, you know, you can you can get off of that track. You can get off of that circuit. I I call it looping. <laughs> you can get off of that looping trip. You can stop looping. That same memory, that same experience, right? You can get off of that. Uh, and you do it through. Here we are. We do. You do it through mindfulness activities. Mindfulness. Remember, I said that. Mindful activities. Well, what are you talking about, Chris? I'm going to tell you what I'm talking about. This is going to sound super simple, but it works. You having any trauma in your life? Any experiences that? you know, may have caused you something like a PTSD response, even major anxiety. But this is what you can do. I'm going to give you several things you can do. Mindfulness activities. You could, uh okay, you could sit somewhere. You have to be sitting. Put your hand over your heart, That's so over your sternum, right? And you just sit there and just relax. And as you relax... You breathe in and out. In and out. In and out. And you do that for about, about a minute and stop and just sit there for a moment. See if that anxiety, if that trauma response have passed. That's one way that you can do a mindfulness activity. <clears throat> That's one of my favorites to do. Another one is you could take your shoes off if you're able to walk barefooted outside. If you're diabetic, don't do this. Um, and you could walk in the grass in your yard. Just let the grass hit your feet and concentrate as you're walking on how the grass, the blades of grass feel on your toes and on your arch and your on your heel of your foot, right? And just as you walk real slow, that's all you think about, is how this grass feels on my foot. What's the sensation like? That kind of thing. And you talk it through in your head, right? And you focus all on that until you're done walking on that grass. And that's a way to become aware of the what's going on here and now, okay? That'll bring you out of that trauma response, okay? Um, Then um, another thing that you can do is a mindfulness meditative walk. You can do it in your driveway. Well, not your driveway. You could do it in your garden, your backyard, your front yard. But with this, you don't have to take off your shoes. Um, you, You can just walk. But what you do is you walk very slowly, and as you walk, you focus on the different trees, right? Maybe you focus on the bark of the tree. What do you smell? The smell of the trees or the roses or whatever it is you are around. It's in your immediate vicinity. Vicinity. I'm going to get it out, y'all. And so you talk about that in your brain, right? And you just walk yourself through it. I smell the butterflies. I smell the flowers. They send how do the flowers smell? What do the butterflies look like? Describe them to yourself in your mind in the moment, right? That's the key to mindfulness meditation you have to be in the moment, present right then. Okay? That's going to pull you out of being that on that little roller coaster, that little track that you get stuck on. That's going to kick you right off of it. Okay? Give yourself a little time to do that. And whenever you get ready to stop doing it, you stop doing it and see what happens. Well, last thing I'm going to tell you about that is My favorite thing to do is to go out and hug a tree. I'd kick your shoes off if you're able to do it. If you're diabetic, don't do it. But kick your shoes off and just hug a tree. If you're diabetic, keep your shoes on. You can still just hug the tree, though. I mean, give it a good old Texas bear hug, right? And you just hold onto that tree And what's going to happen is you're going to experience a lot of emotion. But that's okay. Let it come. Okay? This is the key to this exercise. Let it come. And you will find that you may burst out into tears. You might start weeping uncontrollably. Right? Just do it. Let it come. Right? And hold on to that good-sized thick tree. Right? And what's going to happen is that that tree, I kid you not, will literally carry the energy from your body down the trunk of the tree and into the ground. That's what the science is behind that. And that will literally clear your mind. It'll clear all of those things that your body's holding on to related to that trauma. And you're literally training your body how to literally rewire itself doing all of these activities. That's what's going on. And that's going to help you deal with the PTSD. Um, And, you know, all that's without medication. Okay? Well, I hope this stuff helps you. I I hope you guys got something out of it. You can always leave me a comment if you're on a platform that allows you to make a comment. If you're on my YouTube channel, you can make a comment on the YouTube, just let me know what your feedback is, if you're on Facebook, you can make a comment, Um, or any other platform that you might find this on, uh, any other podcast forms, let me know uh, what you think about this, and is it working for you, okay, all right, well, God bless y'all, and keep y'all, and y'all be safe. And, uh, hopefully these exercises, or this information is helping you all. You can get, and you can get with me for an individual session, um, by going to my website. And that's com, Or you can email me at Chris Times dot Gmail. No at Gmail at Alright, y'all. Be safe till next time.